Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. This is show number 171 on June 8th. Yes. And uh, Greg, how yes. are you this morning? I'm great, and I'm really excited. <laughs> I've been thinking about this show for a couple yeah? weeks. Dean Crandall, Tracy Thomas uh-huh. are with us, and we're going to get into some pretty deep conversation about right. worldview and opportunities coming but our way. But before we do. Can I start with a funny? I want to hear what happened yesterday. Okay. So one of the things I've noticed on Thursday mornings, and Garrett can attest to this, is that when we have female guests come in. Now, when, be careful. Be careful. Well, just, just be careful. When, when Jackie Vinson came in. Yes. When Jacqueline Lacey yes. came in. When Monica Allen came in. Um, they usually ignore me. <laughs> and they usually begin, initially, with a conversation with you. And it's usually over hairstyle. Or the shoes that you're wearing. Uh-huh. Or maybe you'll notice you know, something. And you just kind of have this back and forth and i gotta tell you i felt a little neglected honestly no one's ever commented <laughs> on my hair no one's ever commented on the shirt that i'm wearing well, but it all changed yesterday so i was batching it this week my wife was in uh, kansas city with our daughter and son-in-law and hanging out and so we had a funeral yesterday at church right. and i want to talk about that at the end of the show today but i put on my gray suit and i just grabbed a shirt out of the closet it was dark didn't pay attention <laughs> and i realized it was my bright pink shirt which I actually think I wore that it is um you have worn that is before. pink like a breast is that breast cancer awareness yeah. is that right so I think I bought it for something like that at Clinton years ago so I put it on and I remember looking in the mirror thinking that's really pink but I went on my way and so I get to the county market parking lot we're hosting a ministry staff lunch and right. Kim Corley asked me to pick a couple things up and uh, the ladies you know carrying her cart to, to the car and she kind of does a double take at it and you know I said hi and I see this older man. I mean, he is really struggling. Aww. You know, he's he's using the cart mm-hmm. as kind of a walker, and he's got a cart full of groceries. And I'm even thinking, you know, maybe do I need to help him <laughs> get his groceries in the car? And he looks at me, and he goes, well, they're going to see you coming a mile away. <laughs> and I said, hey, have a good morning. He goes, takes a lot of courage to wear a shirt like that. As I'm going through County Market, I'm getting looks. I never get looks. I mean, I'm just, I'm like the anonymous shopper. Not yesterday. I get to office. You mentioned the shirt. Kenna mentions the shirt. Tanya mentions the shirt. So I've been doing it wrong. I've been dressing too vanilla. And so I feel like I'm part of the club now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you never dress vanilla. I remember I know. The Christmas suit. Well, yeah. I mean, that's You wear a lot feel. of orange. I have, you wear a lot but of no orange. But no one's ever said, that's a great orange shirt. I've never heard that. I've never heard, wow, what a sometimes, striking red shirt. Sometimes you just hit it, and it was a great color for you. Okay. Maybe it's because you've been out and you got a little sun. Is that sun. the pink? The pink okay. is a great color for you, and paired with the gray pants. Okay. You just looked sharp yesterday. Okay. Wow. I don't think that that man... So here's my question. Is this really a backhand compliment? Is this really you look good yesterday? Dude, you wore pink. That's all it matters. Real men wear pink, right? Right? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I, I think have, so. I have well, one pink shirt. Yes. For the guy okay. in the parking lot, I don't yes. think you should take necessarily. It yeah. may not have been a bad thing. And I also want to clarify yes. yeah. this morning, I said to Garrett immediately about his hair. So it's not That's just true. women. That's true. Maybe you. Okay. But we have. I have conversations with men about. Well, how I they just look. felt like for a little bit I was part of the club, whatever the club is. And you is. liked it? Uh, not really. No, You're that's why wear- I'm wearing the most. 
Are you going to wear that shirt again t-shirt on Sunday? You can possibly wear. I am not wearing it on Sunday. I can promise you that. But we had a conversation about pleats and no pleats. I didn't even know that was a thing. No pleats. I'm not even sure if my suit has pleats or doesn't have pleats. I, so I'm going to check it out. You need to check it out. out. And you need to buy pants with no pleats. Okay. All three of, well, I don't know, Garrett. Do okay. you buy dress pants? Eh. Yeah. Okay. All four all right. of you guys need. Okay. I think your your wife has. Gina already. Gina already. Yeah, she burned all my pleated pants. Yeah. Okay. So, that, those are so done. pleats are out. Those oh, are yeah. done. Okay. And, and cargo shorts. Okay. Okay. But I kept my cargo shorts. There you go. Ooh, you hide them. You from hide her? them. You got a secret stash. <laughs> I, I have a cargo cargo short problem. So, so we hope that Gina's not listening. <laughs> Is that right? Is I that, bet she's not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, we didn't uh, come on the air today to talk about fashion, although I did think that was a, a little humorous. But I've asked Dean and Tracy to come because um, the idea of worldview is something that I've always been intrigued with. But I think more so than ever right now at this time in our country, mm-hmm. the issue of worldview is in front of us, whether we realize it or not. So, Dean, I'm going to start with you. I know this has been a passion of you uh, for you for quite some time. Basic question, what is a worldview and who has a worldview? Uh, second question, first, everyone has a worldview, whether they know it or not. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> probably 99.7% of people on the planet don't realize they have a worldview. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, but really, a worldview is, is all about the, way, the lens in which we view the world. Yeah. It is the understanding the culture that we live in. It is, you know, culture has been defined as, as the, the field in which we are planted. Right. It's the soil that saturates, saturates us. It's our force field. It is our food, our music, our, our clothing styles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Art. It is, it is entertainment. It's television. It's the sports we play. It's, it's, it's everything we do. Yeah. yeah. And um, we all have a lens through right. which we view that. So somebody's listening and they've never heard before that they have a worldview. Obviously, you and I, all four of us, we would say we operate from a biblical worldview, hopefully a Christian worldview. What would be some other competing worldviews that might be prevalent today in the world and especially in America culture? What would you say? Tracy, you want to tackle that? Well, I suppose if you boil it down to it, it's it's Christian theism versus naturalism, right? I mean, okay. it's it's either God is there or he is not. And the and the reality, the reality that a lot of people have to face is they're just trying to survive and trying to figure out how to way to make it from day to day. And um, the problem with naturalism is it doesn't really allow that to happen. Right. Um, right. If there is no God, there's no value outside the box. And what's the point of this? And we try to find value in different things. And, in our existence and you know yeah. the things that we do and the relationships that we have. But um, when something's missing, uh, we try to fill it in some way. Yeah. I have a question. Is it, so is your worldview something that you can say in a sentence, my worldview is, or is it something mm. bigger than that? Is it something that you... It, it's, yeah, it's a great question. I think it should be something yeah. you should be able to categorize. Like ours is a Christian worldview. You could have an Islamic worldview. Okay. You could have an atheistic worldview. You could have a nihilistic worldview. There's a lot of isms that yeah. people, and, and I think most people today <clears throat> have an amalgam of all the above. Yeah. They could take a little bit of Christianity, mm-hmm. a little bit of Buddhism, a little mm-hmm. bit of Hinduism. Kind of like the buffet. Uh, some, yeah. A little bit of karma, a yeah. little bit of reincarnation. And that is a worldview. And that's their worldview. That is their worldview. Gotcha. Well, well Dr. James Sire, who is, who's gone now, who's gone home. Right. Right. Um, 
his definition was pretty simple. Um, he expanded upon that over the years, but I like the simple definition. It basically said it's a set of presuppositions which we hold about the basic makeup of our world. Right. And mm-hmm. so he asked some key questions. So I don't necessarily know if you can do it in one sentence, mm-hmm. but he asked some questions about what do you consider to be prime reality? What is really real? He asked right. about what's the nature of the world around us? What, is, what does it mean to be human? Right. Uh, what happens after death? How do we know things? Well, right. how do we know what we know? Uh, where do we get this idea of truth? What is the point of human history? Yeah. Those questions are all uh, key to helping people understand, you know, exactly what it is that their core is. And, and we talk about culture, and and we should engage culture, uh, but we need to realize that engaging culture means that we understand the core of what they believe first. Because yeah. sometimes we tackle the issues without realizing why people think the way they think, mm, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what worldview addresses. You're taking me back to 1987, freshman year, Lincoln Christian College. We came in together. I think we came in together, right? Yes, we did. And uh, one of the first classes we had was IDS 101, and the textbook was James Sire, The Universe Next Door, but we also got to watch some Francis Schaeffer videos, if I remember correctly. Oh, Francis Schaeffer. Yes, one of our professors um, in the seminary uh, had studied under Dr. Schaeffer. Right, right. And and so we learned learned quite a bit, and we watched quite a few videos uh, of his. Mr. Nicker. Mr. Knickers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you talk about pants and now, fashion. So is that fashionable, Stephanie? Knickers? Should I start wearing knickers like Francis Schaefer? Oh, I guess. Probably if not. There's no pleats in them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Dean, how'd you get excited or interested in worldview studies? How did that come about? You know, I knew you were going to ask that, and I, 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 I guess the only question is it was just planted in my heart. I, okay. I, I don't, you know, I grew up a normal farm kid, not mm-hmm. thinking too much about this. And I think children, when, he, when we had kids... Um, you know, I have to dial the clock back to about 2009, 2010. Okay. <clears throat> and, um, you know, kids kind of focus your, <laughs> your mm-hmm. attention mm-hmm. And, and wanting to get them on the right path. And, you know, it, even then we could see where society was starting to unravel. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just started to ask, mm-hmm. what, what in the world's going on here? Right. You know, why, why is this? And I think uh, the Colson Center came about because I was listening to Breakpoint quite a bit with Chuck yeah. Colson. Daily Devotions on yeah. the radio. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, he started talking about the Colson Center and for worldview, and at yeah. that time it was called Centurion's program. Right, but it I, I think it's just a, a desire to, at the end of the day, to know truth. Yeah, and yeah. and and study what is truth, who has the the ultimate truth, and to follow that truth wherever it leads. Yeah, yeah. and um, so yeah, so I think that's that's probably it. Now, Tracy, something that just hit me right now, um, you guys just started a new study in your class that you teach on Sunday mornings, right? Yes. Um, and that might be relevant for this discussion That today. might be really relevant for this <laughs> yeah. discussion. Yes, we are diving into, we have a, a class called Level Up. It's on Sunday mornings at 2nd at 9. You nine, and your wife. At, yes, my wife Lori and I both teach that class at 9.20 every Sunday morning, so shameless plug there to uh, for it. that. Um, and we are actually diving into worldview studies. Um, we did an introduction to worldview. Actually, David McGee began our study and okay. kind of gave us some introductory stuff, uh, and I followed up with that. And also now, uh, next week, we're diving into kind of history of the world. Yeah. Um, next Sunday is uh, is uh, 2,000 years of history in 45 minutes. Hmm. Uh, well, that's we're gonna, impressive. We're going to walk through from the Roman Empire to today and just kind of see how worldviews have developed over time. And yeah. then we're diving into Sire and Colson, yeah. um, James Sire's Universe Next Door, uh, which talks about the various um, different types of worldviews. And Colson, yeah. which really talks about how best to engage culture with that. Yeah. That's great. That's I have wonderful. a question yeah. about Christians and worldview. So as as time has gone on, it seems like 
in the old days, I'll say, Christians, you'd be in church together and you could pretty much say we have the same worldview. I'm sitting next to someone and I think our worldview is probably the same, but it seems like that's not true even in the church anymore. You can no. be sitting right next to someone who has a very different worldview on a certain subject. What what are your, what are your thoughts about that? Un- unfortunately, <laughs> I think you're dead right. I know you're dead right. Yeah. Um, and we've got to get back to our theological roots. And, you know, that just takes hard work. It, it's yeah. not easy to do that. It, it's much easier to sit back and take your cues from culture and let the culture uh, invade the church. Yeah. And unfortunately, we've seen that happen in way too many churches. They've yeah. lost their anchor, and uh, I don't think it ends well for them. And so yeah. I think as leaders of our church, uh, I think we want to really guard against that. Well, and I think having a, a, in a format like Tracy's doing in a class, you have much more um, chance to engage in conversation with someone who may not see things mm-hmm. something the, the same way you do more than you do as you're sitting in a pew just listening to someone talk so maybe that's a great format for some of those conversations to happen in that classroom uh, yes yeah, chuck colson said these conversations need to happen over the the back backyard wall mm-hmm. right or at the barbecue mm-hmm. right uh, these should they happen but should they happen in the church oh yes okay yeah I think so too, but you know, I saw this unfold last fall. Tracy and I were part of a group sermon series process last fall, and mm-hmm. we said it was about culture. It was really worldview, what it really was. Mm-hmm. And we looked at seven cultural issues, and then what does the Bible speak to those? And then how do we have better conversations? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was overwhelmingly positive and well received. But some of the conversations that mm-hmm. I had, mm-hmm. you know, really presented just diverging worldviews, mm-hmm. even within the church, right. quite honestly. Right. And I, I just think that that's the reality that we live in. But that's why the Colson Center is such a positive thing. So we're going to go to break mm-hmm. right now. When we come back, guys, we're actually going to dive into segment three about the Colson Center. Dean talked about the Centurion program. I want to hear about that. Tracy's getting ready to join the Colson Fellows program. I want to hear about that. I want to share my experience. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Direct Line. It is Thursday, June 8. Greg and Steph with Dean Crandall, one of our sponsors, and Tracy Thomas, Discipleship Minister at Second Church. And we'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community. 
You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June the 8th. It's Greg and Steph with Tracy Thomas and Dean Crandall. And, of course, Garrett, who's spinning the dials. And, guys, I want to talk Colson Center. So, Dean, you went through a really cool program when Chuck Colson was still alive. He's been with Jesus for 11 years now. That's hard to believe. But he was passionate about raising up 100 people a year. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it was called the Centurions Program. I graduated, I think, in 2011. I I think it was 2010, 2011. And it's really, I've, I've heard it described as a master's degree in worldview. Yeah. And it is a deep dive. A lot of work, it, isn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. Very rigorous. You'll read 13, 14 books, review movies, webinars, yeah. uh, conference calls. Yeah. Uh, and at that time, we actually did, um, I, I went to Washington, D.C. three times for three, three or four day sessions. Yeah. Got to be in the room with Chuck the whole mm. time. Wow. Uh, just 99 people way smarter than me. Hmm. Uh, I know one of the guys was the attorney general who locked up Timothy McVeigh. Hmm. Yeah. You had movie producers in there. It, it was, I, I'm just this country boy from West Central <laughs> Illinois. So, yeah. so I was in over my head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting to know Chuck, uh, it's not like we exchanged Christmas cards. Right, but, right. Uh, just an amazing man. Uh, I remember shaking his hands. The only hand I've shaken, which is bigger, was be, would be Mike Ditka's. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. he was Nixon's hatchet man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Nixon had dirty work to be done. It was he Colson. Called, he called yeah. on Chuck, was a couple doors down there in the White House. And he did it well. He was very good at his job. Yeah. 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 But he became a Christ follower. He and did. everything changed, you know, and prison fellowship is happening today mm-hmm. because of the vision of Chuck Colson. And for me, I de- never did meet Chuck Colson, but I got to hear his daughter, Emily, speak yeah. this year. And uh, man, just neat to see the impact one life can make when you stop living for the world and you start living for Jesus. And that domino mm-hmm. is still unfolding mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was very passionate about uh, <clears throat> staying calm no matter what the situation yeah you stay at your post yeah um you know re- remain grounded in the faith yeah and 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 it, it, the other thing he always said was we are here to we are not here to impose our thoughts mm. right we are here to propose right right mm. maybe there's a better way yeah and and any educated person i think would, would have to respond to that. If yeah. you're truly open-minded, mm-hmm. right. then what do you have to lose? What would our Congress look like if that was the <laughs> the motto, the philosophy of the day? Tracy, you're getting ready to yeah. do that deep dive. You're, I went through yes. the Colson Fellows Program a couple years ago. You're getting ready to start, what, July? Is that yes. right? Yep. So uh, why are you doing this? You've got a lot going. You're, you're a busy man at Second Church. Why are you carving out time to make this happen? Um one of the first things uh, Chuck Colson mentions in his book, How Now Shall We Live, uh, is Ezekiel chapter 33, which is the Watchman passage. And at the end of the Watchman passage, he, 
He says in verse 10, he says, Son of man, give the people of Israel this message. You are saying our sins are heavy upon us. We are wasting away. How now shall we live? Yeah. And he says, as surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of wicked people. I only want them to turn from their wicked ways so they can live. Wow. And I, I'm, I'm doing this because I really feel the need to speak to the core of the culture, to understand, yeah. um, to help people understand why they think the way they do, why they believe the way they do. Um, this process has certainly picked up my reading pace. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I am—I yeah. have read probably more in the last three weeks yeah. than I probably read in the three months yeah. prior to that. But, but props um, for you. I mean, your reading in the program hasn't even started yet. You're yeah, getting ahead. Yeah. Well, they—they they informed us that might be a good idea, so <laughs> yeah. I, I'm taking full advantage yeah. of that. Yeah. You—you you already want to be a teacher's pet, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I am. Uh, I am a grade A. I do have pet. a tip. Yes. Audible. Audible can be your friend. I'll just throw that out. You have, uh, so, you've, you've let me know about that before. Yeah, um, yeah. That's yeah. cheating, though. It is. It is. Hey, we were asked at the conference, how many of you leaned into Audible? And my hand shot up unapologetically. <laughs> but hey, what are you reading right now? What are some of the things that you're reading, Tracy, in, in uh, anticipation of this well, program? Um I'm reading Colson's book, How Now Shall We Live? Um, I've I'm, I'm read uh, Glenn Sunshine's book, oh, that's uh, Why You Think the Way You Do, yeah. which is a basically an historical yeah. approach to worldview development. Yeah. Um, Alicia Childers' book, Another Gospel, yeah. Yeah. Um, which has been... I'm, I'm so grateful for her in the sense that um, oftentimes in podcasts, people tend to punch down. They tend to get somebody straw man yeah, that they yeah. can they can impose their will upon. Alicia Alyssa brings in some really incredible voices yeah. to speak to the situation. Mm-hmm. And the book, Another Gospel, really just kind of highlights her own experience as well. Yeah. So you kind of get that biblical truth and personal experience. Yeah, so that's a great so, read. And I yeah. don't think that's a hard read at all. Oh, no, you know? no. It's a very, and, and it's it very really, simple. Yeah. It, especially if someone's going through deconstruction or they're just interested in deconstruction. Mm-hmm. I mean, we interviewed her on Direct Line, mm-hmm. Steph, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Well, hey, I'm super excited. You're going to have to drive to Indianapolis this year. Yes. But beginning in July of 2024, we think there's going to be a central Illinois cohort, probably in Champaign-Urbana. We're still trying to nail that mm-hmm. down. Dean, just talk about how huge it is to have a Colson Fellows <clears throat> cohort in central Illinois. Yeah. Lo- looking back to 2010, I who could have imagined? I mean, Chuck would not have imagined this. We, right. you know, his his deal was to do was to get a hundred people per year. That's why right. it was a Centurions Club, right? Not a club, but program. Yeah. And now we had seventeen hundred yeah. per year cohorts mm-hmm. all over the all yeah. over the world, right? Yeah. So much more decentralized, mm-hmm. um, and to have one literally in our backyard yeah. is going to be really really cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm excited because I think uh, I think Champaign Urbana, that's my hometown. I think it's the perfect place because it is an intellectual hub in this Mm -hmm. area Mm -hmm. and you've got some very strong churches but i think you'll see people obviously from danville but from decatur Mm -hmm. bloomington normal maybe to the south like mattoon charleston i think it's just going to be a Mm -hmm. a really neat thing i don't know much about it you guys are the experts but i do see here where you say that the colson center looks at four aspects of worldview creation fall redemption Mm -hmm. and restoration Mm -hmm. and which of the four do you think is most challenging to deal with today what do you you guys agree on it or you have your own opinions I have two answers to that I think I think restoration is yeah. the most crucial. Yeah. But I think the most consequential is is creation. Yeah. Because hmm. 
because we are the Imago Dei. We are created right. in the image of God, everybody. Right. Right. And that... That changes everything. That changes everything. Mm-hmm. If you look at justice, mm-hmm. equality, fairness, um, mm-hmm. that changes everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I should say that that's the biblical worldview. I mean, that that's how this whole Colson Fellows program is presented over an 11 month format is you spend time looking at creation. You spend time mm-hmm. looking at the fall. Um, I think what I love about this is a lot of Christians, when they try to share the faith, they talk creation, they talk fall, they talk redemption and they stop. Right. It ends mm-hmm. right there. And mm-hmm. again, redemption's awesome, but it's that whole idea of he is making all things new. Correct. Yes, it's the restoration of the culture. It's being able to, it's being able to, as as you said earlier, propose a better way. Mm-hmm. At, at, at the at the, uh, the convention in Indianapolis, they talked about culture wars versus culture care. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're not put on this earth to be a culture warrior. Right. Mm-hmm. We're right. here. To, we're here to cultivate and care for culture. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think if more Christians took that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of Less approach, angry yeah. approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think we'd all be in better shape. Well, two words that I've that that word sticks out to me: care, mm-hmm. and then also the word pro- pro- proposal, not impose, but propose. And yeah. I I think of that like a, you know someone who loves someone else and they propose marriage. I mean, if we would treat people who think differently than us in that yeah. way, I just want to propose this for yeah. you to think about. Yeah. That would be a quite a different way that we would engage yeah. with one another. Well, you know, I think that in our world today, most Christians, they either lean into the culture warrior category or mm-hmm. they just ignore it altogether. Mm-hmm. I had someone mm-hmm. tell me last year, I, I just, I don't even want to hear about culture. Mm-hmm. Just don't even talk yeah. about it. <laughs> I want to come to church. I just want to hear a Bible verse. I just want to hear a Bible passage. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the answer either, but I think it's what you're saying. It's really engaging in mm-hmm. a way that is loving, grace and mm-hmm, truth. Mm-hmm, I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. gave us that model mm-hmm. and to have conversations. And at the end of the day, I never want to indoctrinate somebody. Right. I never want to say I'm your preacher and this is what you have to believe. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that Christianity is the prevailing worldview when you intellectually and honestly stack them side by side. I think you're going to land on the Christian worldview yeah. much of the time. Right. It, it, uh, John Stone Street said, give me an hour with a skeptic. And I'll listen for 55 minutes yeah. so that I can respond effectively for five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let people have their say, mm-hmm. ask, ask questions, ask questions, ask yeah. questions. Why do you, how did you come to that conclusion? Mm-hmm. And yeah. listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my tendency that I still fight against is yeah. to beat people upside the head with yeah. this new truth because mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Right. But we got to be very careful about how Absolutely. we engage culture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So two things as we wrap up this segment. Um, it's not too late to join the Indianapolis cohort for 2023-2024. I think the deadline's in a week. I think it's June 15th. <laughs> but it's not too late. And the groups meet once a month, second Saturday of the month, in Whitestown, Indiana. That's one of the northwest suburbs. New Hope Christian Church. Wonderful place. Dean and I were a part of the leadership team last year for that. And if it's too quick, and it would be quick to make that happen, start thinking. You ought to start thinking July 2024. You really should because mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a deep dive. Mm-hmm. But, Dean, in a lot of ways, for me, I would get into it. I didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched less television that year mm-hmm. than I think any year in my mm-hmm. life because it really is engrossing. It mm-hmm. really is something that grabs a hold of you. Yeah, you need five to ten hours a week. Yeah. And how many hours do we watch Netflix? Right, right. Or mm-hmm. sports. Right, right. Or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the time's there. Hmm. Tracy, final thought on the Colson Center program, Colson Fellows program? 
I'm ready to go. <laughs> and Brian Cox Rooster, if you're listening to this, you need to be doing this too, brother. There you go. There you go. Well, hey, let's go to break, and we're not going to talk about the Colson Center when we come back, but I still want to keep talking about worldview. Mm-hmm. And there was an interesting survey that was released in the Wall Street mm-hmm. Journal just about perspectives that Americans have on issues like religion mm-hmm. and patriotism and having children. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a pretty discouraging survey. Mm-hmm. And I want to figure out what we do with that from a Christian worldview perspective. It's Thursday, June the 8th. Greg and Steph with Dean Crandall and Tracy Thomas. And we'll be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home. With starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're part of every community. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217 217- 477-0025 Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC member SIPC You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN Welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie and Greg on uh, this Thursday morning having some deep conversation about worldview. And I'm anxious to hear your thoughts about this Wall Street Journal article that you were talking about before the break. You know, before I get to that, I want to say, mm-hmm. I wonder if we should start doing this on YouTube like the cool kids do. And you get to see the conversation <laughs> when you're off air. Because th- that's pretty engaging. A lot of the, the off-air conversations oh, sure. that take place. But yeah, we've got a long way till that happens. <laughs> well, this Wall Street Journal article was sent to me by one of my mentors, Dr. Jody Owen is a professor at Johnson University, and he's been at Second Church a couple times, and we're blessed to have him coming back uh, this next November. He's going to come and teach uh, Old Testament University once again. But the uh, the poll came out, and it basically shows, I'd say, a pretty radical shift that's mm-hmm. taken place mm-hmm. over the last 25 years. Values that once defined us really no longer do. And here's some of the uh, examples from this poll that that came out in the Wall Street Journal, um, NORC. I don't know what that stands for, but patriotism. Hmm. In 1998, 70% of Americans would define themselves as patriotic. 
Today, that figure is 38%. Mm. In 1998, 62% of Americans said that religion was very important. Today, that is 39%. I mean, that is just a radical, radical drop. In 1998, 60% said having children is very important. Um, that's now near 20%. Hmm. I mean, it's just a stunning, stunning drop. Um, I don't know. First of all, did you guys get a chance to look at the poll? Mm -hmm. Did you get a chance to see this at all? Um, mm -hmm. Any thoughts on what's happened? Steph, I'll start with you. Anything as you read through that? I would say that everything dropped except money. Well, that's the one thing that went up is how important is money at the 1998 level? Yeah. Only 31%, yeah. now 43%. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. I'm and not surprised, but it's it's it's, it's shocking. But um, but here's why I think that is. We are living in a time where our world was shut down because of COVID. Right. We've been dealing with inflation. Uh, the, the R word. I don't know. Can I use the R word around you? Recession. I don't know if I can use can that. Use, you can use the R word. But I mean, you, you see this unfolding. I think there is a lot of fear, mm -hmm. and so I think more people than ever are saying mm -hmm. this is an important value. But man, I'm troubled that we live in a country where only 38% of the people think that patriotism is important. And I think the problem in the article, it talks about a lady that's being interviewed, and she says, oh, no, I'm not against patriotism. All that is is an excuse for Christian nationalism. Well, I'll tell you right now, I repudiate the concept of Christian nationalism. But, man, I love my country. You know, I'm proud to be an American. I, I don't think I have to agree to both ideas you know, to be a patriot doesn't mean I have to embrace Christian nationalism, I wouldn't think. So, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Right. That, the generation before us, the World War II generation, it was all God, family, country. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what was wrong with that? Right. You know, right. Um, and I think the 60s, Vietnam, um, the culture changed radically. Yeah. And here's where we find ourselves. New ideas crept in yeah. to our psyche. Yeah. And um, so we really shouldn't be surprised now that 40, 50 years later, yeah. voila, here we yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, it should not be a surprise. Yeah. Um, and the question is, you know, what do we what do? We do? It, 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 you and I heard in, in uh, Indianapolis that that kind of dovetailing with this loneliness is is quite an epidemic. Um, it's the equivalent. Uh, being lonely is the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day yeah. is what we learned. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and, and millennials are the most lonely, mm -hmm. and that's really due to a flight from marriage. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. having children. Yeah. Not wanting and to children. Have children. Yeah. yeah. So these, these traditional values have been thrown out, and what has that got us? Mm -hmm. Are yeah. we any better off? Well, yeah. and then I look at the military, you know, how China's, their um, recruiting techniques and ours. Yeah. Pretty are, different. Let's, well, let's use yeah. their teaching pronouns. Right. I right. mean, right. I, right. I can understand why people are not feeling necessarily patriotic right. in the sense of this is what patriotism is right. now. Right. right. I mean, when I was growing up, right. you'd get, you know, you'd hear the national anthem and you'd yeah. get the chills and, yeah. Yeah. and and I'm not that old. Right. I'm, I'm as old as you guys, but right. I don't know. I just think, think a lot of things have changed that yeah. affect the, the patriotism part. Tracy, any thoughts yeah. reading through that article? You don't have to be a culture warrior to recognize that people are having trouble defining terms. Yeah, today. right. That right. seems to be a, um, a a cultural issue at this point. And I was reading in the report; it said the tolerance for others deemed very important by eighty percent of Americans yeah. as recently as four years ago yeah. has fallen to fifty eight percent since then. Mm -hmm. And I think really, it's a, it really goes down to the definition of what postmodern thought is. Yeah, because it used to be postmodern thought 
thought meant that there was no universal truth. There right. was everybody had their narrative. There was no meta narrative. Right. There was right. no umbrella over mm-hmm. all the stories. But now it has shifted in thinking. Um, the definition has moved away from the no no universal truth to we find truth uh, in our particular identity. Right. Racial identity, gender identity, sexual identity, right. and those things become absolutely critical. And with that sense of, I think there is patriotism. Yeah. Uh, it's just patriotism toward your particular identity. Right. It's less mm-hmm. about right. what the individual is doing and more about the more about your particular subgroup, and you have to buy into. So with that attitude shift comes a reduction in the ability to tolerate. I can't tolerate you because you're not accepting my mm-hmm. identity. Mm-hmm. Right. My Right. subgroup as, right. as important. So. so you're just out. You're, you're just, just out. done. Yeah. 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 Um, so what do we do with this? If there was a prevailing value from this study, it might be just general pessimism, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a pessimistic look at life. You know, we are all Christian leaders. <clears throat> Dean, yeah. what do we do with that? What, well, what, I, what's the church do? You know, I, you and I went to John Stone Street's uh, reception yeah, in Thursday, Plain, night. Thursday night in Plainfield, and I asked the question, you know, John, I, I see, is there any hope? I mean, people are people in the church specifically are really, really down right now. Yeah, and we we see all the 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 chaos. It's, yeah. it's really a chaotic time. And yeah, and he gave me hope. He said, you know, it. He, I, I think to paraphrase, he said. I think we may be reaching the point where it's getting so chaotic. Right. That right. Finally now. Something's got to change. Something's yeah. got to change. Mm-hmm. People are going to be open to a better way. Yeah. Maybe. I th- I didn't think I'd live to see that, quite frankly. Yeah. Maybe I am. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we've, you know, when um, we, we look at the Supreme Court cases that have been won, uh, we, we look at transgender, you know, look, my daughter went to state in diving. Right. And... You know, to think that she could have been knocked out of that by a male, by biological a male, male, yeah, is yeah. is insane. Yeah. I mean, who you wouldn't have even had that conversation no. back in that day. No, and so yeah. you've got yeah. female athletes now. Yeah, girls' um, sports are on the clock. Honestly, right. yeah. suing because, yeah, if if I had I had three swimmers in my family, uh, look, a biological yeah. male, right, right, can swim circles around, right, uh, right, a biological female. Right. It's and an issue of biology. Yeah, and, and so yeah. I think we've gotten we've gotten to such extreme nonsense. Yeah, that maybe we're yeah. starting to see where people are thinking there's going to be a cultural reset. Maybe. You know, maybe maybe. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. Tracy, you've been in ministry your whole life, whole adult life. Um, what do we do as Christian leaders? <laughs> there was something the article noted about the survey methodology that got me to thinking about how the church can respond. Uh, they were trying to figure out why on earth are these results so different. Yes. And basically they said that prior surveys had used live interviewers to reach people by phone. Okay. And this most recent survey was done primarily online. Yeah. So I think in some sense you do have a little bit of the online bravado, gotcha. right? I mean, the so social, maybe it's skewed. The, it's yeah. skewed just a little bit there. But I got to thinking about the church and I got to think, what is the best way for the church to respond to this? And I just think live in community, yeah. working together, listening to each other face to face, meeting together in homes, in mm. restaurants, 
across the table from one another and say, let's talk through some of these issues. Let's have some of these better conversations because it automatically, you automatically lose a little bit of that bravado. If I'm sitting there looking somebody eye to eye, I'm no longer a keyboard warrior, right? Right. I I am engaged with that person and I'm in relationship with that person. And collectively, all these different people coming together from Mm -hmm. all these different areas with all these different identities are coming together under one community, the ecclesia, the church. Yeah. And I think that's probably the place, that's probably the thing the church has that the rest of the world doesn't. Yeah. Steph, that's something that struck me from this is this survey would seem to say that Americans in general do not value community, but I think the church, we have to win that arena of community Mm -hmm. and continue to provide opportunities for community to take place. And Tracy, you look at a lot of our our gatherings. I mean, our Oasis Tuesday morning Bible study, it's Mm -hmm. exploded. Your Mm -hmm. class, brand new class. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not brand new, I guess, but newer. You know, there's this interest, there's this hunger that's taking place. I think a lot more people want community than a survey like this would show. I think people have a false sense of what community is. They get so frustrated by how they see people interacting today online, and they assume that that's community. Yeah. Mm. And they don't want any part of it. I think the church offers a different definition of community, and it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Steph, any thoughts on the whole community reality? No, I I, I think you, you probably hit it on the head. And I think it's back to that culture care instead of culture wars and the, right. pro- the proposal. I'm really uh, that word is stuck with me today that yeah. make a proposal and then ask God to yeah. ask God yeah. to help help people maybe yeah. see the truth. Yeah. And maybe see a different way, a, a better way. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about children because every West, we heard this at Colson, every Western country is under birth replacement rate and it's going the mm-hmm. wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And so is that something, I, I've never preached that, that I can remember, get married and have kids. You know, I, be I mean, be fruitful and multiply. Well, I had, that's what I I'm had saying. a pastor tell me multiplying would be too. Yeah. Two, yeah. So you should have at least four. But but I mean, <laughs> I, don't you think that's something most churches don't even touch right. today? I mean, is that something that needs to change? Dean, what do you think? Well, uh, China is under a demogra- uh, demographic um, nightmare scenario. They, yeah. they actually lost 860,000 people in population yeah. last year. Yeah. India just surpassed them as the yeah. world's most populous nation at 1.4 billion. Yeah. Uh, birth rates are, are crashing all over the world. Yeah. And now the Chinese are actually, you know, with the idiocy of their one-child policy, mm-hmm. are reaping what they sowed. Yeah. And, and changing it, right? And now they're, they've totally, their family council, I forget what it's called, uh, is now looking at incentives mm-hmm. for yeah. uh, paying people to have babies. Now yeah. they want you to have three children. Right, hmm. right. Uh, and, and so... It, it is not good for economies It's it, to have declining birth rates. I'd never heard the phrase forced birther until recently. Someone shared that with me in a pejorative that I was a forced birther because I'm pro-life. Mm. Well, China, they're talking about it yeah. becoming a nation yeah, uh, of forced birthing, you uh, know, you legitimately. Look, right. Russia is in the same. Russia is in a death spiral. Yeah. Um, yeah. Italy. Uh, yeah. Most, your, most um, industrialized countries have this issue yeah hmm. hey we are way over we need to go to break for our final break you guys have been awesome today we we should keep this going just go into the nine o'clock hour i don't think tommy b and uh, mike colvey would like that very much so instead let's go to break we'll be right back you're listening to direct line it's thursday june 8th we'll be right back after this hi i'm linda darby and i'm part of the third generation of darby's to own sunset funeral home in memorial park 
Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Hear now from Casey Griffiths from the Women's Care Clinic. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. All our services are free, free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 8th. We could not do Direct Line without some incredible sponsors. Who are we saying thank you to, Stephanie? Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, of course, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, and the team at Hans Tankwash, which I hear Bean doesn't... Is not really into the cargo pant or the pink shirt. Pink shirt discussion. So I'm telling you, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. It could be a new me. Probably not. I'm anxious to see what y'all wear to church on Sunday. There you go. There you go. I'm going vanilla. All right. Hey, couple things before we get out of here. This Saturday is Serve Together. I'm proudly wearing my Serve Together Blase t-shirt. And I want to let you know that if you can't serve this week, there's a great opportunity, 4.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. at Crossroads mm-hmm. Christian Church. Christians from all over the area That's are coming right. together. Brock and Amy Thornsboro, you know them, yep. will be leading worship. Say a word yep. about them. Just good friends, great musicians, heart for worship, and yeah. uh, I think you'll enjoy the music. You'll just enjoy the spirit and the attitude. And, and then the, there's a meal. Yeah. Luke Smith is going to preach. Smith, That's yeah, Molly Goodwin's yeah. brother, and he grew up in this area. Mm-hmm. I think played basketball at DAC and is a minister now over in the Indianapolis area. And then Rick Lighting Hot Dogs. That's right. Those are always a hit. That's this Saturday June the 10th. Hey, I've been talking about the Israel trip, Mm -hmm. and I cannot wait. I just want to let all of you that are listening, that are thinking about it, know we had an info meeting last night. 35 people showed up. We're going to have another info meeting on Sunday. There's a lot of interest. We're really wanting to keep this in the 30-35 range. Mm -hmm. So if you want information, reach out to me, Greg at secondchurch.com. I'd be glad to send information your way. We continue our series through the book of Acts this Mm -hmm. week, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about money and how that is a prevailing value 
value. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the end of Acts 4, which talks about the radical generosity of these first Christ followers in the beginning of Acts chapter 5. Ananias and Sapphira. That's right. I'm not singing, but I am going to tell the story this week. But it is quite a contrast between Mm -hmm. generosity Mm -hmm. and greed and what's it mean to lean into radical generosity. Hey, a couple things on the way out the door. Do you guys know the name Pat Robertson? Yes, sir. What do you think of, Dean, when I say Pat Robertson? What's your first thought? I I don't think... (laughs) Dude, there's only 10,000 people listening right now, so don't hold back. Um, a wonderful man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 700 Club. He kind of creeped me out a little bit. I, I understand. <laughs> Ran for president. I know, I know. One of the few religious leaders that mm. had a little bit of momentum. I don't know if it was 88 maybe mm. or 92, sometime around the that. majority era. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, he passed away this morning mm. at the age of 93. And uh, he mm. was not my cup of tea, let me say that. I did not tune in daily. But I will give the guy credit. He really found a way to leverage television mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a faith leader at a time that very few had done. And so mm-hmm. may he rest in peace. Oklahoma softball. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, on your Facebook page, you shared something that I saw yesterday on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I've watched it three or four times, and it, it honestly brings tears to my eyes. Give us a quick summary of Oklahoma softball. Well, I don't know much about Oklahoma softball. I just, well, they're really good. Apparently they are. Are they, are they in the championship they are. finals? But that's not why you shared it. Why did you share that press conference? Because they were so bold in in expressing the question was how do you have joy in the ups and downs and they they knew the difference between joy and happiness that happiness is based Fleeting. on your circumstances and yeah. whether you're winning or losing whether you're playing your best or you mess up joy comes from Jesus Christ and they right. were not afraid to use All the three. name God yeah. Jesus Christ the Lord yeah I mean. Yeah. You could tell that these girls had a relationship and that someone had built into them, whether yeah. that's parents or coaches. I yeah. assume that the current coach is obviously it sure sounds I would like think, it all behind this this Christian worldview that these girls have. So, and, and Tracy, you said they've only lost one game all year, and it was by one run. Is that right? Yeah, one run. Huh. So that's pretty amazing. So kudos to them. Do you guys know the name Tucker Carlson? Oh, yes. You know, he had a very quick exit from Fox News. He appeared this week on Twitter. Hmm. Tucker on Twitter, a 10-minute video clip. Did you get to see it? My son uh, played it for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, So most nights on Fox News, he would have about 3 million viewers. As of this morning, 93 million people have viewed that 10-minute clip. And so I share that, not because I'm endorsing it or because, you know, I'm I'm saying you should go check it out, although you might want to go check it out. But... um, it just makes me wonder, is cable television a thing of the past? Hmm. Gina and I listened to um, uh, Megan Kelly yeah. about mm-hmm. her yeah. career path, and she was telling Tucker, there is life after. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. a 10-minute video clip mm-hmm. has been watched and heard by 93 million wow. people. Hey, last thing, you introduced me to a ministry in Lebanon that we were able to visit last fall together. I've been invited to come back and be a part of their leadership training event but um, I just I want to say thank you to you publicly for telling me about Heart for Lebanon because it's a trip that really changed me. Mm-hmm. I love those people. They are ministering in the most dire of circumstances, mm-hmm. and they're just doing a really good work. Yeah. And for the good news segment, um, yesterday was a really crazy day at Second Church as the funeral took place mm-hmm. for Chris Strader. Mm-hmm. The visitation on Tuesday night, the funeral on Wednesday, 
hundreds of mm-hmm. people came in, and I'm just thankful for people like Chris that tires tirelessly served in a way most people don't want to. Basketball referee, mm-hmm. baseball umpire, mm-hmm. softball umpire, and what was so cool for me were the teams that showed up mm-hmm. and just paid tribute yeah. to him. And so, mm-hmm. thank you to Chris, and just mm-hmm. prayers and condolences to Betsy right. and the kids. That's right. And with that, guys, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. And I hope you'll join us next week as Chris Lawler and Miles Clark are back in the studio with us. Thanks for listening to Direct Line. Get to church this week and have a great day.